Hi, this is Ann McNeil, the Master Wealth Builder, helping you to build a stronger and better life and business and welcoming you to another hashtag my investing story. Iona McNeil and I co-hosting this podcast tonight want to welcome all of you as we share another wonderful my investing story from another special guest and as you can see she's smiling broadly <laughs> well first let's tell you a little bit about the organization as volunteers with better investing we are not day traders we are not stockbrokers we're not selling anything we are here every wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, sharing the Better Investing story. Better Investing, better known as the National Association of Investors Corporation, was formed in 1951 as a 501c3 nonprofit organization who has helped over 5 million people from all walks of life learn how to have a better quality of life as individual investors and learn how to improve their financial future. We also provide unbiased investment educational tools, workshops, seminars, stock analysis, and information to create a successful long-term investor. So we wanna to continue to welcome you as we continue to bring to you phenomenal guests. And speaking of phenomenal guests, we have a special treat tonight because our guest tonight is none other than Yvonne McNaughton. And Yvonne is from Jamaica, born and raised, and she moved to the suburb, suburbs of Chicago, Evanston, Illinois, at nine years old. And her parents and three brothers, excuse me, moved there as when she was very young, but she ended up in Florida after completing her bachelor's degree because her mother retired here. So we're gonna have Ioni come on and she's gonna interview Yvonne and Yvonne's gonna share with us a little bit more about her story so we can read her bio, but there's nothing like having her share her own story. And to just make that point, one of the reasons why this program was created is to share with each of you the power of, I like to call it a $20 bill, the power of learning investment education from a not-for-profit organization that can help you start at any level, at any level, no matter where you are, you can be an experienced investor, that better investing is for you. You can be a beginner investing, better investing is for you. And no matter where you are in the United States, the organization is also online and you can connect anywhere. So with that, let me welcome our co-host, Ioni McNeil. How are you this evening, Ioni? I'm doing well, thank you. Great. So we have uh, Yvonne McNaughton on tonight. Uh, and the wonderful thing about having Yvonne on is that Yvonne and I are both members of the Better Investing South Florida Chapter um, Investment Club, Model Investment Club. 
And um, and so we're even getting to know one another just in that kind of extracurricular work environment. Um, and I actually had the wonderful pleasure of visiting her uh, first investment club, or I should say uh, this time around, first investment club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to steal your thunder, Yvonne. Let us, we, I'm going to take you all the way back so you could tell us how you got to this point. But uh, the Synergy Investment Club, I was able to visit and it was just phenomenal. Um, the, the men and women, or I should say women and men that were, uh, were on the call and, and the way they walked me through their portfolio and what they were considering and you know, um, asking me questions about uh, what I think they should be doing with the volatility in the, in the market. They've, they've uh, been able to grow a wonderful portfolio thus far and, uh, and have great diversity. They were asking questions about the SSG. Uh, I, that was actually my first club visit as a chapter director. So I was really happy to have the privilege um, to visit a club and review a club and, and listen to a club that was so open and inviting to me. Uh, so with that being said, Yvonne, let me ask my first question, which is, what was your earliest memory of money? Uh, was it talked about in your household? What is, was it not talked about? Uh, what was the feeling around it? And what was your memory about it? Um. My earliest concept of money is when I was living in Jamaica as a child. Um, our family was, we weren't wealthy in Jamaica, but my father um, made good money and my mom didn't have to work. So um, we enjoyed everything. I mean, we went out on outings, we did special events. Um, we never concerned ourselves about money. But when we came to the United States, things flipped. and. Um, my mother was not open with money at all. She didn't tell us how much exactly she was making, but we kind of figured it out. Um, so my mom went from a homemaker to a working woman when she came to the United States. And um, so my parents were separated on and off, never, never got divorced, but separated. And so at times she was a single parent raising three children in the teenage years. My brothers ate like wolves. I mean, they, uh, it, she couldn't bring the food home fast enough <laughs> for us, for it to be gone the next day. Um, right, but I, exactly. I used to think she was, um, now as an adult, I look back at what she did and I think she was phenomenally miracle worker when it came to money because we never knew that we didn't have enough. And she never talked about money. She never talked, you know, she never said you can't have this or you can't have that, but she did always encourage us to save. So she always, um, as a young child, I used to babysit. My first babysitting job I must've gotten when I was 12. And she always insisted that I had to save some part of it. Um, and so during high school and middle school, I supported my own activities with the money I earned. Um, and whenever I would spend some of the savings, she'd say, you'll never earn that again. It's gone. So I hope that you're pleased with what you did with it. Wow. It's not going to come back. 
Um, so you can work as hard as you want, but if you wasted it, that you only had one opportunity. So she gave me wow. a, a strong sense of learning how to um, create things out of nothing, really. And she was she was very good with money now as an adult. And I'm looking back at what she really, I mean, I figured out what she would have been making and how she was able to support us. I think she did a phenomenal job, but she wasn't, um, she wasn't the money um, maker in the home my father was. And so um, from my father, I learned thrift. He never spent any money. <laughs> my father had a savings account at every bank. That's his version of diverse, wow. diverse, <laughs> diverse, right? Diversification. Yeah. He I know some people like that. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, um, I don't know. I think that I liked my mother's method of spending money more because she was very generous and she gave us everything. We never felt like we had lack, but now I look back and I realize we must have, because sometimes she'd say to us, ask your father. And, um, he never was open. So she'd have to call him and say, your daughter is coming. Um, pull that wallet out. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. So this was in all in Jamaica or some of this memory is when you were in Illinois? Yes. So we grew up in Evanston and um, we, it, we didn't know. That's we uh, the south suburb. Of... It's a north suburb. It's where oh, um, northwestern suburb. Illinois is located. Okay. Okay. The university. Yeah. Okay. So um, I was, um, I grew up in a wealthy, affluent suburb, and we didn't know that we weren't like everybody else. We did not realize that um, the doctors and the lawyers uh, that my mom was working for um, were in a better financial position than we were. So um, we had, I had a great childhood as far as that is concerned. Um, I got a great education. I love, uh, I, I, I grew up in a diverse community. You know, when you move from Jamaica, you don't know that you're not supposed to live in Evanston. No, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and you that, don't know that there are people you're not supposed to associate with or like, so. Right, because culturally you, yeah much different culturally I had friends from every continent well phenomenal I mean and I can definitely see that because Chicago is an international city so yes. it would be like growing up in New York oh yeah oh yeah definitely it's wonderful it's wonderful yep and not a lot like Florida but no 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 it's a different type of diversity than Florida yes yeah. So um, with that being your childhood and, and learning um, thriftness and learning uh, savings and just also being responsible for what you are spending your money on, because I think what your mom said, it really resonated. You know, you can't get that back. So mm -hmm. make sure that you really <laughs> enjoyed that. And that's interesting because it was um, my dad and I were talking last night and uh, I was we were talking about, you know, when you go out by yourself, you know, to a game or a, a play, you can usually find one ticket, right? Yeah. And I just, I thought about the Hamilton play. I went to go see Hamilton and had a wonderful time. 
And I think it, it, as long as you really enjoyed your time, you generally don't remember how much money you spent. <laughs> <laughs> you make sure that the expenditure was worth the expense, right? Yes, because it took me like 30 minutes before Showtime to be like, am I really about to give up this grip to, <laughs> to see this play? But I mean, the reality of it was, if I did it, I would have lamented that uh, yeah. not going to see it, talking about, oh, I wish I could have, would have, I didn't yeah. want to spend the $300 or whatever the case may be. Uh, so I really, I really like what your mom said, because I'm starting to make more and more decisions like that. Um, instead of feeling obliged, making sure that um, how I'm spending my money is something that I can really be right. proud of, you know, right. and, and can say even to myself or admit to myself that I enjoyed. So yeah. that being said, um, when did you first even hear about investing? And then from even hearing about it, when did you first uh, know that that's something you either wanted to do or something that you should be doing? Uh, when did you kind of first come into investing? I am an avid reader. So as I was, I didn't hear it from my peers or their parents. Um, the most we heard about investing is buying your own home. Um, that was right. the most important thing that anyone in our community ever wanted to do. Everyone wanted to own their own home. So we would drive raggedy cars until we bought that house. We would wear, you know, We'd make our own clothes, wear the clothes a long time until we bought that house. That yep. house was the most important thing that we could. And we thought that that was really um, the end of the road. We had achieved a lot, right? Mm -hmm. When we bought mm -hmm. the house. But as I, I read a lot and I read all kinds of books. And so I started reading books with Donald Trump wrote, um, Robert Kiyosaki. And I started realizing that there are other ways of, first, first we, we knew that, education was important um but when you go when I went to school I didn't learn it there um but I started reading these books and I started putting some of the things I had learned at school with the information I was reading in the books and I decided that real estate was the way to go that you, it's not just to have one house but to have several houses at that time you know back then getting into um investing as an individual was really difficult yeah first of all you expensive. had to have yeah it was expensive you had to have thousands of dollars even to buy into a mutual fund but you could buy a house with a couple thousand dollars and you could make some you know with the appreciation and the rent so that was what i i contemplated doing so i didn't really start thinking about investing until Really, I, after I got my, I have also have an MBA, and it was after I finished my MBA that I realized that um, real estate isn't the only type of investing, um, but getting into it was really difficult. I used to have every paycheck, $25 drawn out, and eventually increased it for those bonds. Remember those E-bonds? Mm -hmm. And so I was accumulating those E-bonds, but you're limited if that's all you can do. Um, so getting into investing, it was, um, I read an article in, I believe it was Essence Magazine or 
um, Black Enterprise. I, I cut it out and I still have the article where it talks about um, small invest opportunities for drip investing. So dividend reinvestment wow. plans. And you can- And do you remember a year or either a year or even your age at when you kind of came across this? It would have been like, um, back in like 89. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my kids were babies at the time. And I saw that and it resonated with me because I thought I can come up with $20 or $25. But even then trying to invest, trying to get information, you know, you go to the library and in the article, it had said that information is found at the library. Well, I go to the library all the time. My kids lived at the library because they had all kinds of free activities there. Mm -hmm. Bedtime reading, lunchtime reading, morning mm -hmm. reading, yes. summertime reading. So I live I at the library them. now. <laughs> I would take them to the library and I would leave them with the reader, whoever that author or person was. Right, and I would right, go right. looking for this information. Well, at the time, there was really not a lot of books that I could find on investing that I understood. This was before mm -hmm. um, the dummy series came in. So they yeah, didn't have any yeah, investing for dummies Brothers, or anything Mo Motley like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, 88, 88, 89. No. There was not a lot. And so I read somewhere that you could get value line at the library. I searched all the periodicals for value line until it wasn't until after we uh, started an investment club and join better investing that we learned that um, value line is um, behind the desk. <laughs> right, it's something you, you can't find go. on your own. You have to ask a librarian. You there's just certain things that, it. yeah, like so you there have is to somewhat, the At that time there was, some, yeah, there was somewhat of a barrier to entry. Of because course. even the free information wasn't as out there. You know, it wasn't something I was going to happen to see while I was at the library. I had very to know true. to very ask true. for it. Yes, very true. So um, investing was something that I was kind of like intent on learning, but I had no idea how to do it because I didn't have the money to invest in a mutual fund. Back then, I think you had to have thousands of dollars right. um, to, to even be, you had to put it in and then you could contribute $100 a month or whatever. Right, right. I didn't have that. Um, and then raising kids, I got kind of got sidetracked and um, got away from it. So I don't know if you want me to tell this. So yes, I do. But I, let me ask before you tell me that part of the story. Did you start that investment club back then? And if so, how did you? How did your group come together? That first investment okay. club. So, um, and how did you find out about better investing? Cause I do want to, I mean, there have been a few older people th that literally have the exact same story as you. Uh, really? Larry, Larry Reno said he was at the doctor's office with his wife, <laughs> saw a better investing ad in a magazine. Sorry, I pushed the wrong button and tore the page out of the magazine and like folded it in his pocket and went home and started an investment club with two other men. So it was only like three of them. Uh -huh. uh, so I, I, I've noticed that with the older generation, there's a lot of like tearing out of magazines of golden pieces, like holy grail. And, and moving forward, but I mean that's that's amazing though. It you know it's it is amazing. I, it was um now I look back at it, it's kind of hilarious. 
but information wasn't as readily available as it is today. Yeah. If I want to know anything, I just Google a word and then right. um, it takes me to a word that tells me to eventually get to what I want. Yeah. But in order, when I, um, I heard about better investing after that article, I found another article and you're right. I oh, toured, the drip article led you to the another drip article. article was different because it, it told me that if you bought one share of stock, you'd be entitled to get the annual report and you'd be able to get to reinvest directly with the company. Wow. But okay. finding out which companies had that wasn't in the article. Mm. Um, but another time I found another article and it talked about um, small, um, getting a group, talked about starting a club um, that you could, with friends, where you contribute small amounts of money and they reference better investing. I believe at the time I had to write to the company. NAIC. Yes. And I got the book. <laughs> oh, yes. the reference the Beardstown lady. Yes. Remember that? You better so get I... this history lesson today. <laughs> <laughs> you, you better tell these young bucks how we used to do it 25 it was, years ago. It was, it, was, it was a challenge. It was something that because you wanted to do it, you had to. Um, Overco overcome the hurdles. The information was not available to everyone. Even though you know it's there, you just couldn't get to it. Um, so I wrote to the company and they told me, um, they sent me the information. I have all of it still. I found it the other day. Um, and they sent me the information, how to join. And I had some friends at work. So I got my aunt who knows nothing about right. investing. Right. I got uh, three friends from work, and then I had my two children, who at the time may have been ten and eight, and oh, they were junior wonderful. members. Yes, you, you, yeah, you share, <laughs> you sharing some ideas. I know some people like, oh wow, I hadn't thought about that. So their, um, their contribution, I think the the amount was twenty five dollars per week or per month. I think it was $25 per month per person, mm -hmm. but right. the kids only had to pay $10, but they nice. had to work to get their $10. So right, to, right. And they, you know, at our house, chores, you don't get paid for chores. That of is course. your rent you pay to live in my house. Yes. But they had to do something extra to earn money. So they had to read books or they had to write a report or they had to do something that was not a part of their regular responsibility to earn that $10 every month. So that sounds like you start off with about five people. Yes. Okay. And, um, but it didn't last long because I, you know, I would schedule the meetings. We were meeting at the library, downtown West Palm beach. They let us use a room down That's there. That's where I work now. Really? Well, yeah. you look, you work at Mandel, the new I library. work at the new library, but I used to go to the old library where the kids section was downtown yeah. and they had the, you know, windows to the intercoastal. Hmm? This is pre-sprinklers, the sprinklers that they have now. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know. I know. I know exactly what you talk, so what we met. About. So we met in the basement there. Um, and every week we had we were trying, we, we had actually gotten incorporated. We got our um, organizational documents. We registered, we got um, a fictitious name and we were paying dues. 
And, but everyone, no one knew anything, just like I knew nothing. But they felt that because I suggested it and because I had an MBA, that I would know, that I would just know. But at yeah. school, they teach you about organizations, managing large corporations. Other um, people's money, never Other your people's own. money. And so they never talked about what to do if you only had $100. No one, you know, that right. doesn't even come up. Right. And they act, and they act, well, they act like, and they help you develop the attitude like that small amount that is, is worthless. Yes. Right. Because and not you're aspiring that, to yeah. a job that, that you can manage large sums, millions. Large sums, and, and that's the goal. Um, and not only that, the, um, the assumption is that the market, um, the market is knows everything. So in the price right. of a stock, all information that can be known is known. So right, you, right. you can't find a stock that is undervalued unless you know, you're an organization with a lot of resources and tools. So you're not gonna find the, the um, value stocks and you're not gonna find the fast growing stocks. Um, so there was no reason for an ordinary individual to try, just give your money to a money manager, but mm -hmm. we didn't have that resource either. Right. Um, so the, the uh, club only lasted three months. We bought one stock. However, that one stock was FedEx. We purchased it for $50. And today wow. that one stock is worth over $1,000. Wow. So recently after I started this investment club, I contacted all the individuals. So we bought one, we bought four shares and with the dividends reinvested, we now had seven shares. Okay. Can you believe that? I never did another thing. After that, um, the only thing I did is after several years of getting these little um, dividend checks of 56 cents, mm -hmm. I would put them aside and I found the stack of them. And I was like, I have to do something because these dividend checks are getting bigger and bigger. And so I had to write to the company and have them transfer it into my name so that I could reinvest the dividends and the reinvested dividends. Now we have seven shares and I distributed to everybody one share. So each person's wow, nice. share was $247 when I gave it to them. When individually they had only bought in at like 20. Because you got well, the, um, two people at 25 and, and then another yes, two at 10. At 10. So their investment was very little. I should have looked at, to see what the, because I have another part of the story. After the investment club, um, I realized I could be an individual investor with NAIC. So one year I had a refund check from the IRS, my, my tax refund, right. $200. Really, what can you do with $200? I could have bought a nice dress or I could have gone out to dinner and taken some friends, but I decided to take that $200 and invest the whole entire amount in better investing. So I wrote, the, you have to write individual checks back then. So I wrote a check for five right. different companies. Oh, nice. And I spent the whole entire $200 on five different companies. Do you remember them? Yes, I do. I bought Aflac which when I looked at it, now let me just tell you, I get those individual statements, Aflac is pink, and I get four of them a year, and I just 
at the end of December, when I'm getting ready to do my taxes, I put them in stacks and I put them together. I put them in the folder and then I get the most recent one so I can file my tax return. Well, last year I noticed that my dividends from AFLAC was like $40. I was like, oh, I better start paying attention. I don't know what's going on. Um, but this year, a group of, uh, I also am a host for a Bible study group, a women's Bible study group. And we were just meeting because it was COVID and we were just talking about everything. And the, con the topic of investments came up and I said, yes, let's do it. So let me just tell you, I forgot to tell you, I didn't finish the story. So when I bought those five shares of stock, I bought Aflac at um, $30 a share. And it, when I looked at it this year, it had grown to $1,200. I bought um, Barnett Bank, which over the years was bought and bought and now it's and bought. I think it's sold three times. It's now Bank of America. And wow. that stock is worth I don't remember. I was really impressed with Aflac because I started with Aflac one share. Aflac has been amazing. I think that when I calculated the um, return on that one, it's like over 2,000% yeah. increase. Overall mm -hmm. return. The, mm -hmm. um, the split adjusted price for Aflac was 62 cents when taking into account splits and dividends. Wow. So it's like buying a share for 62 cents. I never did anything. Um, Bank of America, I bought Pfizer. But at the time it's, it was Upjohn. It was Upjohn and huh, okay. Pfizer purchased it. And now you know every time that they sell a stock, they send you the fractional shares. Mm -hmm. So every now and then I would get a share, you know, a $50 check or a $100 check and I just spend it. I was not paying any attention to it at all. I bought Houghton Mifflin, which was a book company. They made all the textbooks. Um, they went out of business entirely. Did you know that? They don't, they no longer exist. They used to make every textbook that every child ever read. Yeah, I remember the, the name on the textbooks from school, yeah. but I didn't realize they had gone out. I would have thought um, that the other company that, that has the monopoly on the marketplace would have bought them. I don't know what happened. I tried to find out, but evidently they were bought by a French company and it's no longer existing. And then I also bought Newell because I shopped at Home Depot a lot and it uh, seemed like everything I bought was from Newell. So I yes. bought Newell. Okay. And that, that one also has grown. Um, so when I looked at all of the stocks together for the one, just the one share I had purchased, um, Aflac had done the best yes. and all of them together was worth like $1,400, $1,300, dollars for a $200 investment. So when the lady said, let's start, you know, let's do something with investments. We were talking about Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your response? Well, well, I'll tell you, when they talked about it, I was really glad because last year, while we should have been working, a co two co-workers and I, we were talking, there was a young kid just graduated from college, and he was talking about investing in Alibaba and Tencent, and um, 
he's Chinese, so he was talking about all the Chinese companies. And he told us that if you, if we were to get a share, if we were to sign up for Robinhood, he would get a share of stock and we would too. Right. So we right, did. Right. We got our one share of stock. My one share of stock was Halliburton. I've heard Ooh, it's, I got it for free nice. for six dollars at the time, and it's now increased to fourteen. And um, and then together we decided she's buying. She was building a house, so she said, "You know, I think we should invest in Lennar because they're a really but great." Lennar has been doing wonderful this year. Their stock has increased eighty percent in a year. So um, when they brought up the topic of investing, I thought to myself, if I had done nothing, absolutely nothing all these years and the stocks would have grown. Now I can tell you that in that time, we've had downturns. We've had the um, technology bubble bust. We've had the real estate bubble burst. Yep. We had, um, we, a lot of things have happened. Mm -hmm. that have, you know, like tanked the economy. Um, and yet those stocks still increased in price. I'm sure that if I had been paying attention, my heart would have dropped when I would have seen my $30 investment go to $2 or something, you know? Right, right. But I thought if I could have made, if, if I made that decision, the rule of five worked, right? Because Hughes and Mifflin no longer... Now, I I what now I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to, do you want to explain the rule of five to everybody? Because if, if you feel Maybe a little shaky, I'll do it. it. Okay. Maybe you can explain it better. Okay, so, <laughs> and I'm just going to say, Ann knew me, correct, correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, but, uh, so Better Investing teaches a few different principles, uh, but one of them is outside of our core four principles, we have this rule of five, which is even after doing your research, if you were to pick five um, companies, one is going to outperform your expectations, three is going to do about average, uh, meet your expectations, and one is basically going to tank. And so uh, the wonderful thing about what Yvonne has just shared is that even in her early beginning of better investing education, uh, the rule of five worked for her. And phenomenally enough, when you really think about it, four out of five is not bad at all. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Not bad so, at all. So, so yeah. At that, you know, at the time that I selected those five companies, I did do an SSG. Back then, SSG was done in pencil. Colored pencil or and or colored pencils. <laughs> not use a pad and you had to use that mm -hmm. um graph that log chart logarithmic graph. chart paper and you had to look up the um earnings yourself and the eps you had to calculate everything every single number and your line is whatever your line is i mean no yes. no computer to help you figure out this much above or that much below or whatever Right, um, but right, I did right. do an SSG, which did all come out to be uh, buy. So, you know, all that EPS and earnings per share, all of that is your own calculations. So when I saw the SSG online, I thought, bingo! <laughs> I mean, it hit the jackpot. 
Because now, Yvonne, Yvonne, I have to tell you, you just hit the jackpot with Ioni because you started as a young person <laughs> doing our homework, paper and pencil in color while and, the adults were having dinner and lunch. So uh -huh. you hit a chord with her. That's why she's smiling so broadly. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, I'm an accountant by trade, so I like working with numbers. But when I was working, when I was doing this with my coworkers, they were law enforcement officers. My aunt is a nurse. Everyone thought that this was just way too difficult, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> but they, they kept thinking I could do it, but I kept saying to them, I don't know any more than you. I'll do the math part, but you guys have to come up and tell me what you think about this company. So um, we did do the SSGs and um, the t I did the, the SSGs and determined and the dividend reinvestment is like, that's like the easiest thing to do. Um, when I look at the other companies that didn't do as well, I think Aflac did well because it split and it paid a dividend. So now instead of getting 33 cents per share on one share, I was getting 33% on two shares and then four shares. Remember, I never bought another one. So it got up to 30 shares without me doing anything. That compound interest thing is no joke. When it's you amazing. Really you it know, really I mean, it takes time to watch it grow, but it's, you know, it's very similar to planting a tree. Like, you know, yes. you got to wait a long time for it to You've give gotta, you the shade but when that it you starts, want. Yeah, but when it starts producing fruit, you know, the first year it might give you a few mangoes, but then the year after that, you have fruit to share with the whole neighborhood, right? Very much so. so um, very much so. The, I think that the SSG tool is amazing. When I saw that, I was like, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would not want to try their hand at investing because it makes, it simplifies everything. It simplifies your decisions. Um, it makes everything, it's a picture. So it's like being in kindergarten and looking at pictures and saying, I like mm -hmm. that picture and I like that exactly. picture and I like that picture. If that's all you do, you can still make better choices than, um, I read the, um, what is it? The Malkiel book. A random that walk down Wall Street. Oh yes, yes, if yes. You are, they gave uh, a monkey a, some acorns, darts. acorns to Main Street, something like that. This one is a random walk down Wall Street, and I think it's Malkiel is the name of the author. Okay. And he says if you give a monkey some darts and you put the names of stock charts on the wall, tell the monkey to throw the dart, and He'll do the monkey than... could do better than the professional. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> very very true um so i realized that i was doing better than a monkey i well, could do better than the monkey and the monkey right. can do better than the professionals so mm. when i um recalculated the return rate the um compounded annual growth rate was 9.25 percent over that wow. period that's pretty good that is considering excellent. one it, went out of business yeah and you and claim that you don't know what you're doing. And, and that's the wonderful part about it. I mean, if you, you, if you were scared and said, you know what? I don't trust it. I don't even trust $200 in the market. Let me either spend it now or put it in a bank account. It would have not even touched 
Right. That, you know. If I, I could have spent it, but you know, my mom's voice is in my ear a lot. And um, she's like, do something that you can see. You know, whatever you spend your money on, do something that you can see, right? Um, and so I wasn't going to see anything if I bought myself a dress. I'm sure that it would not lo no longer fit me and it would be out of right. style. Right. And I wouldn't, right. I would have worn it for a year or two and been happy. Um, same with shoes. Same with, you know, with food, it's even worse. I mean, by the time you eat it and get home, you're done. <laughs> it's down the drain. But I feel that, that that gave, that spurred in me some courage to say, even if I don't make great choices, even if I don't get like 100% return in a year, that over time I can do as well. Because think about it, it the market has performed about 10%. So mm -hmm. I'm just a little bit under the market without doing anything. Right. Now, now let, let me ask, you know, because we're, we've covered a lot, but I want to bring us quickly over this hump, right? Is it true you took about a 20 year hiatus from the first time you joined Better Investing and started that first yes. investment club to now, right? So the first investment club was in about 1980, 1990, about 89, 1990. Mm -hmm. And after I, life, you know, just got, yeah, I just, just got into First of all, with one share of stock, it costs ten dollars to sell it. So <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> that right. is the main reason why I ignored it because I'm thinking because really when I did look at the prices of the stock, for example, Aflac, I bought it at thirty dollars, and every time I looked at the statement, it was still thirty dollars. I had not looked at the fact that I had increased shares. So it seemed as though if I bought it for $30 and I sold it and had to pay $10, I'd get back less. So I just, after that first initial look at it, I said, I guess I'm going to own this for a long time. And I just stopped looking at the statements until I realized that I better, I better start um, including the, the dividends on my bank statement on my um, tax returns tax, tax at the end of the year. So are you saying that you, you, Two things. One, um, 20 years of not looking at it and actually seeing 20 years worth of uh, compounded uh, growth and dividends being reinvested. On top of this uh, Bible study group conversation, <laughs> the light bulb went off again to be Finally. like, you know what? Let me try this yet again and, and yes. uh, see if I can dedicate a little bit more. So talk to us about where you are right now and how the conversation went from the Bible study group to, yes, let's start this investment start club. Because uh, you all started it six, eight months In May. ago. In May, which was perfect timing because of the pandemic. No one was going anywhere and we started meeting once a week until we um, got everything got going. everything in order yes. yes so we start we were talking on the phone and it was a bunch of us it must have been 20 ladies on the phone and we're all laughing and giggling and investments came up we started talking about um, Robinhood you can buy fractional shares through Venmo or 
these other apps, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was that alone is like revolutionary that you can buy shares of stock at no cost. So I didn't know that the larger companies had com- joined the bandwagon. So we were like, we would still use um, Robinhood. But one of the ladies has a friend who has a family investment club. And he came on with us the following week. Now we had a smaller group. And the following week, he came on and talked to about eight of us about his experience with his family investment club. And he shared with us that his club has been going on for 20 years. They have taken money out and they have been doing this. They pay for college education, cars, homes, and they still have about a million dollars in their investment. Um, They're not using the better investing methodology. So they buy, um, they're more in and out of the market. And so as I was talking, yeah, as I was talking to him, he, um, he shared with me that no matter what you do, it's really beneficial to do an investment club. Uh, Some of the ladies didn't want to do a club. They wanted to do individual investing. They want, they have, they have money. So they wanted to invest it, but I don't want to take the chance. So I said to the others, and you met our group, all of us are not really, some are even less experienced than me, Um, but we all got together and we didn't know what we're doing, but thank God for Google. And we found that better invest, NAIC was no more NAIC, it's better investing. And with all these new nifty tools, um, training, YouTube, all kinds of information. Um, And then not long after we started, Tony Aquilino, Aquilino, yes. Yes. He joined us. We hadn't even done our um, organizational partnership agreement because we couldn't get an agreement on what to put in it. So he came and he helped us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> helped he's us a to great decide. man. Well, from him, I got the, the real, and you know, from just being in business, you know that these organizational documents should hit the strong points and the highlights. But everything is, is changeable. You can come together as a group and if there is a problem, you can change it. So he helped us get over that part of the hump to say, get the most important things in there. Some things you'll never have to deal with. But if you ever have to deal with it, you are a group, come together and talk about it and you can change it at any time. So we so finally what made got- you, What made you all- decide to become a better investing member investment club because you well, could have um, you could have done it on your own you right. could have went the way the other family investment club well <clears throat> i'm a bit conservative if you haven't figured that out i kind of like to know that i can sleep at night that i can have a meal and i have gotten used to living in a home with roof running water on the inside and electricity. <laughs> right, right, right. So I didn't want to do anything that was risky. And from my experience with the um, NAIC in the beginning, I learned that the um, they have a long-term outlook and that they have a methodology for selecting good stocks. So one of the benefits of having Google that you can search now is that you can type in one word, you get 6 million responses. Mm-hmm. Everyone is trying to sell you a plan for you to take their class, 
and teach you how to look at the bars and how to figure out, you know, the charts. <clears throat> um, and it seemed to me that I couldn't decide with all of the people saying everything that they're saying, that anything that they were saying made any sense. Exactly. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out if I were to do this, um, how do I know that there, this is going to be a reasonable decision, not a make money fast or make money slow, but reasonable. And so uh, having had experience with NAIC, when I started searching and I saw better investing, I was thrilled. And so I knew I was going to be a better investing member. Uh, and I pulled out all my old documents and I started reading into the club how better investment investing teaches you to make good decisions. And then one by one, they started saying, yes, we'll be a member. So we, we started off with about 18 people. We're now down to 15 or 14. Um, and one by one, they would, they would say, yeah, we'll do it. So in order for the club to be a, a BI member, we needed four people to sign up mm -hmm. and four people signed up initially and more have done so since then. Uh, one of the things we do is uh, our club requires everybody to do a presentation. So we've already scheduled out the next, we scheduled out 12 months. So everyone knows Very when nice. their turn is. And uh, if they ask me for help, I will show them how to use tools. So we go through it. And so I have had the benefit of going through it five times with someone trying to teach them. Mm. And what I learn is that I learn every time I try to teach someone, they ask me a question I don't understand. And I research, find the answer and I'm benefited and they're benefited. So that's how we've been doing it. We well, have four, we have shares in four companies now. Already, we yes. We decided on our fifth Mercury, uh, Metafast, Align, and uh, Martin Marietta, and FFIN. Five. Yes. We have yes. five different companies. First our financial bank growing, share and We think we're doing amazing. Yeah, you are. You are. And you've already. Um, do you remember how much the club has put in so far? I just remember since May, you all have made $1,000. We've made more than $1,000, ah. um, but we put in about $3,000 and our portfolio is now over $4,000. Like so that, 4, sounds, that sounds like a 35% return. Yeah. And one of our stocks, um, is not doing too well right now, but because we're looking at the long term, we expect it will. You're giving it a chance. Yeah, I was. Yes. I was able to eavesdrop on that kind of decision making discussion, and it, it was really, it was really good. It was really wonderful. Um, so, with that being said, I'm going to ask Miss Ann if she has anything as we uh, wrap up with Miss Yvonne. Listen, I, I'm still excited about that pen and paper. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm having nightmares of memories gone past. Yeah, yeah, as, it wasn't... as if it used to keep you up at night. 
all right all right all right all right tell the truth listen that is why teamwork still makes the dream work i want to remind everybody that's listening that you are listening to hashtag my investing story and we've had a wonderful conversation tonight with Yvonne McNaughton. And she has shared with us her better investing journey. And for those of you that, that are, are interested, better investing still has the 90 day free uh, membership on the website. Uh, yes, I'm looking at it. There it is, 90 day. If you go to betterinvesting.org, Mm -hmm. uh, at the on the front page at the very bottom of that page you will see that better investing still is promoting the 90-day free membership and like Yvonne said you can really have an opportunity to test the tools unlike when we started over 20 plus years ago we had to do this by pen and paper you can also excuse me, get access to sample resources such as stock reports, publications, webinars that will make you more informed uh, as an individual investor, a successful investor. So I, excuse me, I'm very excited. <laughs> excuse me, water for me. But I'm very excited to hear one of the old time uh, old timers, Yvonne, I'm going to call you <laughs> old timer now. But I would be remiss if I did not ask uh, we did have Dean Yeager on, and I think he knows every time we are wrapping up, I think he knows I'm going to call on him and he hops off. So <laughs> we want to also, uh, Ioni, just let everybody know that we are planning our financial empowerment um, conference. It's going to be next year. Michelle is going to put the link inside the chat. So we want to invite everybody to join us. But Ioni, also, if you can share the information about the Southeast Florida chapter um, classes for those individuals that may be interested in joining online. Well, this, this Saturday, we have a uh, model investment club meeting. Um, our monthly meeting is going to be November 21st, I guess. Um, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you go to betterinvesting.org and go to chapters, then you, you'll be able to find the South Florida chapter. And um, if you hit the, the link that says local events, you'll see our upcoming events and you can just register. It's, uh, most of our events are free, especially since they're all virtual now. And any investment in any model investment club that you visit and um, is going to be free. The reason it's a model investment club is because it's open to the public. Uh, it's a better investing run model club. So we want to give people that opportunity to kind of, um, you know, come in, listen in, view us, uh, see how we make decisions, see how we study stocks, see how we um, discuss whatever it is, how basically, in essence, how we are investing the money that we're putting in the $25 a month or $50 a month that we're putting in. Uh, with that being said, Yvonne, I really just want to thank you so much again for your time, um, learning about your story coming from Jamaica, stopping over in Evanston, settling down in, in, in South Florida. Um, 
you know, because there are those people that came across NEIC, took a hiatus and are now coming back. And, and that is what I want to remind any new investor, you know, you don't even have to be overwhelmed or feel like you have to have to commit, just learn what you can and get started. Even if you take a hiatus, you'll still end up financially benefiting um, because that's what happens. Life happens, you know? And so there are many of us that have started, took a break, came back. And, and because we did start when we did, as opposed to putting it off, 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 um, we've come to be able to truly experience what compound interest looks like, what time value of money um, looks like, and, and, and not only have we benefited, but we've been able to share this message with others so that they could also benefit. Um, as we close, there is a ticker talk tonight. Um, Better Investing has live events. So if you want to do that, that's actually going on at 830. Um, again, just go on to the betterinvesting.org website and, um, and then you can look up the ticker talk um, my, my last words is gonna be a shout out to my friend, Cindy. Um, we had a guest on some weeks ago named Gerald Grant III. He and his father have a financial um, planning business and she has taken one step closer to her retirement, which is figuring out the true state of her retirement. And so her revelations have been um, inspiring, but it definitely goes to your point, Yvonne. You have to know what to ask because she was shocked when she was telling me what she found out because she had somebody that supported her, helping her to ask the right questions to her employer. And they were reluctantly, reluctantly giving her information she had no idea about. So um, that is the one thing I want to leave with everybody. Please be proactive about your own financial situation. Um, ask questions. If you don't know what questions to ask, join us at Better Investing. Learn, ask questions of us so that you can go back and ask questions of the people that you have uh, let be stewards of your money. Um, Yvonne, you have any last words? Um, just that I... I'm appreciative of having joined Better Investing because I met you and you are so enthusiastic and so excited about what you're doing that it comes through in every time I speak to you. So you're one of, you're the gravy on the, or the ice cream on the cake. Sprink, sprink. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Gonna... It all works. <laughs> no, but I say, I say to everybody, I can't tell, I tell everybody, just do something. You know, I, um, I told my, I, my daughter and my son are investing. I opened an account for my grandchildren. And every time uh, they get a statement, they look at it. They don't know what it means, but they say, you know, Mom, Mimi, what is dividends? Because they saw that they got some dividends. Uh, their parents Excellent. were the children. Their parent was the children. So the adults who had shares coming each issued them. So I bought them a share of Disney and my aunt gave them each a share of uh, FedEx. And then since then they gotten a share of something else. I don't know. 
But now everybody knows that what they're going to get for Christmas and birthday is going to be socks. Excellent. Excellent. So um, we're starting them. I'm, I'm, and I'm would love to have them join the organization that you have for children so that they can learn too, because your enthusiasm is contagious. Well, thank you. And we've added them to the list. Um, so anybody interested in participating in our uh, stock market game for kids next summer, uh, please put your information here in the chat and we can follow up with you. Uh, we're gonna keep a list and then reach out to everybody um, in the spring when it's time to prepare for the summer stock market game experience. So with that, uh, thank you so much again, Yvonne. Thank you for having me. And Miss Ann. Welcome and thank you, Ione. Thank you, Yvonne. And just want to let everybody know that the, um, like Ione said, November 21st at 10 a.m. on Zoom, on Eventbrite and the Dallas event for the Financial Empowerment Seminar. The free day is May 15th, 2021 at the Western Dallas Park Central in Dallas, Texas. And so we wanna thank everybody for joining us and we will see all of you next week, same place, same time, enjoying another presentation with hashtag my investing story as we are all volunteers with Better Investing. See you, thank you, Ayon and Yvonne. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good Have night. a good evening. Thank you, good night. Good night. Good night.